Welcome to Damage Boost. I'm your host Brock Holiday, and today we're talking Fallout. So let's jump into it. Today we are talking Fallout, and in order to do that, I think we needed somebody who has a love for Fallout, but hasn't had a whole lot of time to talk about it lately. And today that is Tetrabit Gaming. How are you doing, buddy? I am doing fantastic. Thank you. How are you? I am I am surviving, as uh, <laughs> we like to say in the Midwest. Um what G Fuel flavor are you going to be drinking while we are recording this podcast today? Ooh, what a loaded question. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, actually, I mixed up uh, a mix, actually, in, in a Tallboy shaker, because I, I like having the, the extra fluid. So I got a mix of the... What did I mix? Uh, hive Nectar. One scoop of hive, hive Nectar, and then one scoop of the Shiny Splash Caffeine-Free Hydration. And it's really good. It makes it turn nice. green, and it tastes really good. Oh, you can make that like uh, I'm like obsessed with making video game themed alcoholic beverages. So it sounds like that'd be Ooh. like a nice, nice one to do with like even a, a Fallout th- Three themed drink. You know, make it the nice green color that the the game is tinted. <laughs> yeah, I mean that was un unintended, but that actually is how it turned out. So it, it fits pretty well. Now, are you gonna judge me? When I, I'm about to say this about G Fuel, it's it's a positive thing, but sure, I prefer G Fuel straight from a can. Sure, like the, the, like the can flavors instead of the I powder do, ones? like especially canned peach ring, the the Sonic sure. one, so See, fucking good. It's I I want to say it's pretty. Uh, what's the word? Um, pretty split, I guess. Uh, some cause like. The flavors are pretty different. Like even if it's the same flavor between the tub and the can, it is very different. So you say that, but I've also heard some people say that they love the tub version but can't stand the uh, the can version. So it's 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 really weird that they're the same flavor but uh, just so polarizing um, between the two ways of drinking it. I know at least for like American beer, it's kind of like the same thing where it, even sure. though it's different from bottle to can to to mm. keg too. Sure. I know nothing about the science to speculate <laughs> on why it is, but uh, G Fuel from a can for me is the way to go. And plus, like, at least where I live, it's mm. in the gas station that I'm, like, it's pretty much across the street from me. It's at the oh, grocery wow. store I go to, and um, it's also, now that they're selling at Walmart, it's super mm. easy to grab. So, pick up your G Fuel cans, or, or better yet... Order a pack. It's which what I did for my my friends who do extra life. I buy the like the pick your own four. I think it is. Oh, okay. You can do or, and yeah. then I use my or I use your promo code Tetra um, to get a percentage off. Sometimes it's up to thirty, and Hell I send yeah. it to them to help them because they do a twenty four hour stream to raise money for uh, oh, kids man. with uh, sickness or for the children's nice. ho- local children's hospitals. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Nice. So yeah. Um, I wonder if. The, G Fuel, give me money too, please. <laughs> it's, with the, it's with the first four minutes covering this. I think I deserve a little bit. Um, I actually, the only time I ever came close to getting a sponsor, sponsorship for this podcast, uh, 
I had tweeted about, um, I think it was right after you guys did the uh, chip challenge or chip tier list. Okay. Um, I'm a big fan of Uncle Ray's chips, which I, I think they're kind of regional. They're not. I think um, I've heard you mention them before. Yes. They are the official chip of minor league baseball. Um, but I had been DMing with their person who runs their Twitter account. And they had been really cool, and because I kept mentioning them, and eventually I was like, "Hey, what do you guys? What would you guys think about uh, like maybe a small sponsorship?" And then nothing. <laughs> they talking to me, I was like, "Son Aww. of a bitch!" <laughs> the, um, bridge, the, the 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 bridge was burnt right there. Yeah, I was like, I, I almost feel like they were like, "Oh, they just wanted a sponsorship." Like, mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Why else would I be talking with a brand yeah. on Twitter? <laughs> Like, it wasn't like it was a, a buddy, and I was like, hey, give me yeah. 500 bucks or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're, you're, yeah, yeah. But no, still, Uncle Ray's chips. Get the, get the hot ones. They're, they're, they're fan- the best hot chip in the world is Uncle Ray's hot chips. Uncle Ray's. Sure. Okay, I'll have, to, I'll have to keep that in mind. They're, they're even, they're kind of hard to find even in the Midwest, so I'm not, I'm not sure, like, how their distribution works, but they're always, hmm. like, they're still, you can get a big bag below two bucks. So, like, you can't Damn. beat that kind of yeah. thing. Um, but that isn't why anybody called today. We want, we were kind of uh, deciding what we're going to talk about before we were recording. And we kind of landed on Fallout because um, it was something you covered on your channel um, way, way back in the day, correct? Oh, forever ago, yeah. Like seven years ago? I think I started, like, I covered it. I don't know if it was right when Fallout 4 came out, but pretty close to it. Has so Fallout probably like, 4 been seven years already? Yeah. Uh, came out early, or mid, mid-November mid 2015, which doesn't feel like that long ago, but... It feels like uh, forever yeah. ago. <laughs> yeah, I, I made a tweet recently where it's like, we're now as far away from Fallout 4 as Fallout 3 was when Fallout 4 came out, which is wild to, to think it about is, how, mu- how much time has passed. And we're just gonna get another fucking Skyrim port instead of another Fallout. Yeah, oh, Skyrim so Ultimate Extra Anniversary Edition. Dude, Skyrim is so old. So <laughs> old that I went to the midnight release of that and waited oh, in line yeah. at GameStop and bought like the player's guide with it because it Hell had yeah. like how you could speak Dragon Tongue in the back of it. Nice. Um, unrelated, I didn't lose my virginity until I was in my 20s. Um <laughs> <laughs> completely unrelated unrelated uh yeah no so that game is old enough to like where physical releases were a thing and people cared and what bought players guides yeah good oh, times god i and like they said the other uh, five or whatever it will be is in development but i don't believe them I don't. well they announced that like what 2000 and i want to say 18 19 so it's been three years and we haven't gotten anything outside of like a five second teaser <laughs> so i don't know what they're they might just be waiting for the next like console line like a ps6 and they better Xbox fucking not they better fucking yeah. not the, yeah. we need one for this generation like and this is kind of um patented damage boost sidebars like one of my biggest gripes about this this generation in particular whether it's the switch ps5 or xbox series x is nothing feels like it's and there's not a game or games that have really like felt like it's owned that generation like that's that game I remember on it like I think the 360 PS3 era had plenty of those games mm-hmm. but even like uh, the Switch I guess you could say does 
Even though they do a lot yeah. of ports. Switch, if anything. I feel like it's just, there's like a, I don't want to say overabundance, but there's so many like, quote-unquote big games that constantly come out that they super, like they get overshadowed so fast by the next game. Yeah. Um, that like, there's not enough time for a game to really flourish long enough, I find. I feel like Elden Ring probably comes the closest. It like really, really popped off for a while. But if you think about all the other games, like even games that you think would have been like really big, like uh, um, Last of Us Part Two or the new God of War games, I feel like okay, they come out, some people play them, they they they're big for a little bit, but I feel like they just get quickly overshadowed by the next like AAA title or whatnot. So I feel like there's just like almost too many games that come out now that there isn't really as much of a spotlight on. The, the small select few games to really rise to the top as there used to be at least i agree and i think the fact that it's so hard still to get a hold of this generation's consoles because yeah, of, at that's... least in the u.s the supply chain issues yeah for sure and i think um even as for like i guess well there's not maybe less exclusives now but i think like, like a lot of people they look at the ps5 and it's like okay there's like six six exclusive games to that console so it's like well there's not really anything to uh to make it stand out as much compared to like for example yeah like the switch where you got a whole bunch of exclusives only to that console um so yeah i guess there's just a lot of a lot of factors that that come into play yeah and i guess too with fallout like those these fallout games but i again let me backtrack a little bit Sure. I really do like Bethesda as a studio. I, I think for a while there was just a insane amount of unnecessary... Like, yeah, they make dumb decisions. Fallout 76, uh, how mm-hmm. bad that was. Um, the fact that you have to pay 15 bucks a month for the, the pass on it. Like, yes, really bad decisions. I'm not going to sit there and sit here and tell you they're perfect. But there's something about their games. The way they look, the way they play, the way they tell stories. That mm-hmm. has really like resonated with me really um, i love the world i love the lore i love mm-hmm. i play them over and over I, i've probably beat skyrim four times probably started it like 26 times because then, then you forget where you are <laughs> and you go back uh yeah. save for fallout 3 and fallout 4 not new vegas i think i've beat that game twice at most because most over in fallout all time um but and like 2000 and to me, the peak of like the LOL Bethesda's bad affecting the game was 2017's Prey. Um, okay, that game's incredible. Like, uh, even though it was a little bit rushed towards the end on development, it is the best atmosphere, or it has the best atmosphere to match what the game is. I think that of any game I've ever played, the music Damn. is incredible. It is a, like a beautiful. It's all in, set in space on a space station, but the music is set. It is like 80s synthesizer mixed with like a, a future sci-fi. It, it just matches everything perfectly. The game, the way the game plays, it's it, you can make it be a shooter or you can make treat it more like a puzzle game. Um, the AI adjusts to how you're playing, so you do have to switch. It's it's so good. The story's great, everything, and it. One of the reasons I think it tanked is because people at that point were like, we're so pissy about Fallout Four. And there's like, L- again, LOL Bethesda Bad, and the shit on that game. Um, you should play that game if you haven't. It. It's on sale on Steam right now, actually, I think. Prey? 
I believe so, or at least it was oh. last week. Even though I own it, it's still set on my Steam alert alerts, so it still pops up to tell me when it goes on sale. Uh, I actually just checked. I have it. I was just I was I have it on PC. I'm just checking to see if it's on the Game Pass, which I think it should be if Bethesda is now owned by Microsoft. But that Not... seems like a game I'd want to play on on the couch rather than at my PC. Yeah, it so, it's so good on the Xbox. That's why I have it. I I um yeah. I set it to alert on uh, Steam so I could tell people that I know that only play PC <laughs> to buy it. Hell yeah. Because like, uh, yeah, like I said, I have it. It's just, there's certain games that I definitely feel like I would definitely want to play like not at my PC and like just chill on a couch and like, like just sit back and relax it more, you know? Big bowl so popcorn, have your cats around. It's, it's yeah, that kind of. Exactly. It's one of those games too that like you can play with your, your partner or your, your friends sitting with you. Like it's one of those one player, it's like, so I'm old enough to remember, like, you would you go to your friend's house and if there's a one or one player game, you typically would just watch them play and, like, you'd be the guide or, like, or and just, like, experience it with them in that way. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of got that, those old school vibes in that way. Nice. Which I, I'm a big fan of, but I'm also, again, I'm ancient, so that is what it is. <laughs> um, let's, let's start with the spiciest topic i think um that i typically sure. have with any fallout uh guest i've had on or talked to on other platforms what is your opinion on new vegas uh, just in general just in, just in general <laughs> uh, i think it's I, a really good guy i think it's really good it's definitely different than fallout 3 um so i personally i don't know if i could really say i like one over the other i think both have strengths and weaknesses um i will say that some think parts of new vegas are a little bit overwhelming and just not to my taste i feel like there's a little bit too much branching paths for me that uh especially while i guess playing back back in the day like it's like okay you you kind of have to pick a certain path and if you wanted to get all the achievements like i did you'd have to like save at certain like crossroads that if you wanted to You'd have to go back to that spot and pick a different path kind of thing to side with another faction, which um, I know some people love. And it is a, a net good thing because it does foster replayability to kind of have a different experience every time you play through it, um, which I might look at it differently now uh, compared to back in the day when I didn't have... Well, I, I still don't have as much time to play games, but right. back when I was a kid when I didn't. But um, it's definitely... I want to say more linear in terms of what you can do um, just because the game kind of like tosses in really strong enemies in areas that you shouldn't go to. So it kind of like forces you to follow the the path that the developers wanted. Whereas in Fallout 3, you can kind of, okay, you sit through the 20 minute, whatever intro, uh, and then you're out of the, you're out of the vaults and you can kind of go really wherever you want. You don't even have to play the main story. Uh, Whereas I feel like New Vegas kind of almost forces you or at least nudges you enough to, to go where you're quote unquote supposed to go. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think just like overall, I, I, I think I like it as much as Fallout 3. Just again, just has different, different strengths and different weaknesses. Okay. You were very diplomatic about this, so I will be nice to you. I promise. <laughs> okay. Um, but, and I, um, I apologize if it does seem like I'm repeating myself. I know through your streams, when Fallout's come up, I have mentioned these things before, so I, I apologize for repeating myself, but it's all good. Fallout New Vegas to me has the weakest main story. Um, so sure. Fallout 
three, uh, you know, you're you live, you're raised in the vault. Your mom dies, um, and then your dad leaves, and you're like, what the fuck? Uh, and then all the shit goes down, and you're you're motivated, right? Because the the your vault you lived in basically is turned to chaos. Everyone's gonna have to bail out or die anyway. So like, and you mm-hmm. want to figure out why the hell did your dad, who's always been there for you, leave? And then you start to learn more about like, wow, he he had this whole other life and like your mo- the motivation makes sense like sure. the only you're trying to learn to survive but you're motivated to find your father fallout 4 although i think over at, like as the story plays out the main story is pretty weak as i love fallout 4 is my favorite fallout but the main story is not great the way it kind of it, it feels like it almost peters out like real hard at the end for that one sure but your motivation you know, you you're they you get to play the part pre-war. You see the bombs fall. You have your wife and kid. You think you're safe. You know, your wife gets spoilers for these games that are old. Um, your wife gets <laughs> shot. They take your son, and you're motivated. One, you wake up because the the vault's gone to shit. You know, you watch your wife get killed in front of you. And they took your child. That makes sense to be motivated to go out in the world and figure out what the fuck's going on and do what you do, right? Fallout New Vegas is you're carrying a box because you're a courier. And you get shot in the head by uh, Matthew Barry giving a lazy-ass performance. <laughs> um, and also the fact that he wished Keanu Reeves would have been dead. Uh, I don't know if you saw that news recently. Uh, uh, I saw the headline. I didn't know who said it, though. It was Matthew Matthew Perry. He said he was talking about Joaquin Joaquin Phoenix's brother who had died like outside of a club twenty thirty years ago. He's like, why could it have been somebody like Keanu Reeves? And I was like, what the fuck are you coming after Keanu Reeves for? Everybody loves him. Keanu Reeves lost like his wife and daughter. Like you know, like it's not like the dude's had an easy life. But yeah. yeah. Anyway, uninspired performance in the whole thing. Even though he's a huge Fallout fan. Um and like you get shot in the head while you're carrying this chip and your motivation is you want to go get the chip back like I wouldn't give a fuck if I got shot in the head in a post-apocalyptic world for a, a box I was carrying and I survived and was able to function normally afterwards I'd be like yeah I don't give a shit about that box I'm gonna I'm gonna move on with my life and like live yeah. it's like and don't you find Benny pretty quick in the games. Like if you just play the main story, you find him yeah, relatively it, fast, don't you? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. So it's like I feel like it, yeah, you're right. I feel like it like kind of settles your like a, a normal person's motivations. Like okay, you got shot in the head, you get revenge by killing or not killing uh, the the person, and then it's like well okay, but now you have to like finish the rest of the game with a, a different motivation kind of thing. It, they they kind of move the goalposts on the bad guys, and then, sure. then it's Mister House and. At that point, I didn't give a shit. I was like, this is dumb. And, like, the only place... Sorry. We won't spend the whole time bitching about New Vegas, but New Vegas fans <laughs> are the worst online. So I just... I have to get my jabs in. Like, the game is so <laughs> boring to look at. Like, yes, Fallout 3 was a lot of green, but it just made sense. There were still plenty of places to see. Mm. Um, and I think the characters were overall really, really strong that they interacted with. New Vegas is desert, 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 mm-hmm. and then you see one city that's kind of lit up, and that yeah. is it. Pretty much, like um, 
I don't know. I still, I think, I think the, the the grand finale of New Vegas is pretty sweet on the Hoover Dam and stuff. That's a cool section too. Yes. But yeah, I think I overall, like the yeah, the main story. I think I would, I would agree, kind of pales in comparison, at least to three and four. Uh, the side quests are fine in that one, that game. Yeah, I was gonna say. I, th- I feel like the game really shines more so in the side quests with each faction and like sub faction, like the the boomers section or. Um, I guess you kind of get more out of the game from the side missions. Um, I guess they're a little bit more developed compared to three, at least to mm-hmm. at least most of them. Three also has some really cool side missions, which it does. Uh, like oh, there's the one you have to like find a bunch of like the historical documents, or you get like the like the Declaration of Independence and stuff. That one's really cool. Um, but yeah, I guess there's like a bigger focus on the side stuff in uh, in, in New Vegas. Uh, when we get to it, I honestly think the reason why four is my favorite game is because of the side quest in that game. I love four has a lot of really cool side quests too. Yeah, and the companion stuff in four is incredible. Um, when we get to that, yeah, no, with 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 New Vegas too. I I am old enough, and I I grew up in a rural farming farm enough farmy type area where we didn't have our Xbox 360s hooked up to the internet all the time because our internet sucked we had dial up essentially or like really low forms of whatever right is the step above dial up which i don't remember anymore but so like when that game first came out it was literally unplayable like not as in like i'm being over the top like it was so bad you couldn't play it there were so many bugs that you just couldn't play the game you couldn't get any progress in it so like we had to wait months because of where we lived before we could get. I don't Damn. remember when the first update comes out came out, but like we had to wait till like essentially we could go somewhere that had decent internet and download the updates. Wow! Even play the fucking game. And that was Obs- Obsidian, uh, who were the writers of the original one, made, wrote and developed New Vegas, which is why everybody loves it because it's the OGs, which is fine. But everyone blames them for the blames um, Bethesda for the shortcomings because they gave they gave Obsidian mm-hmm. a timeline. Obsidian tried to make too big of a game, had was too right. ambitious, and didn't get everything in there in time. And then everyone's like, "Well, Bethesda didn't extend it. Like they gave them a time period. They didn't bump it up. They gave them a time period, and they 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 bit off more than they could chew. And that's on them." Mm-hmm. So. No, we can move to happier stuff. <laughs> the Fallout world. <laughs> well, speaking of, uh, just speaking of Obsidian, have you played um, the Outer Worlds? I did. Um, so it took me two tries. What was your experience like with it first, though? Uh, I haven't beaten it. I, I don't know how far in the game I got, but uh, I enjoyed it. Um, yeah. uh, it's been. I haven't played it really since release, which is what, like two, two or three years now. Um, but. Uh, I enjoyed it. It definitely felt like a follow game, at least to to most to most of an extent. But uh, yeah, I just haven't really got back to finishing it. But I guess yeah, I guess short answer is uh, overall, I, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I I I the first time I played through it, I think I got uh, about eight hours in it, and I was like, this is kind of boring, um, not for me. And then um, Brian, who is does everything after the hype. Uh, Binge buddies on the After Night Network, uh, frequent guest on Damage Boost. He he's like, hey man, like about when I was ready to quit, about twenty hours in. 
I finally hit that point in the game where it got really, really good. So I went back and I played a lot more of it. And he was right. Like, it, it takes a while, but that game does get really, really good. Um, to me, it was a little more confusing, like, on, like, how okay. to progress, I think, because it wasn't super linear. Uh, that would right. be my only big complaint is I wasn't 100% sure what I was supposed to be doing and who I was supposed to be pissing off and helping sometimes. <laughs> But it was a beautiful game, and I enjoyed the humor. It almost felt like they leaned a little more uh, Borderlands at points. Yeah. Like, with the humor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you're right. It was... I, I, I'm glad it's on Game Pass. I don't think I would have paid yeah, for it. For sure. I think, well, I think the reason I stopped playing it is because they added it... Because I, I started playing it on PC Game Pass, but then I... I was feeling I'm like man, this is really a game I'd rather play on the couch. And you can you can play it on Xbox Game Pass. It's just they don't have like cloud saves, at least not like transfer between the PC and Xbox version, which I think is really unfortunate. Right. So I don't really want to start the game all, all over again. But um, so I guess that's kind of factored into why I stopped playing it. I'm like man, I really would have rather just played this on 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 Xbox on 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 my couch. Especially if you've already put like 10, 15, 20 hours in, I wouldn't want to have yeah. to redo all that time. Yeah, exactly. That's probably where I'm at, like 10, 10-ish hours. Yeah, so you're about to where it's going to start getting good, too. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, no, I, I actually would like to do an episode on it at some point. I'd have to go back and play it. Because that was actually a pre-pandemic game, so it's been about four right. years, I think. Uh, well, uh, at least three. Let me let me check. Yep. I want to say it was like I, th- I want to say it was like really close to. It was like late 2019, but it could be off by a year. The Outer World. I know it was pre-pandemic out. because I'm very Brock centric, and now I think about things. Sure. And I know it was it was pre my kidney stones, which I get my kidney stones right at the beginning of the pandemic. Ooh, so. yeah. So it came out October 25th, 2019. So just right. past three years. Oh, nice. So it they're making a, a sequel, later, I'm pretty sure, right? I believe so. I think it did well enough for they they probably probably worth it. Uh, yeah, so yeah, sequel on Ju- on June 2021. So I guess last summer, uh, they announced the sequel. Nice. So that's probably going to come out probably next year, I would imagine, if not the year after. It depends if they operate like Bethesda does on yeah. <laughs> extending their fucking titles. That's right. Uh, my big that is my biggest complaint still. Like I need another Fallout so bad. And I, I, we had talked a little bit before, but um, just to give everyone a heads up, uh, Fallout 76 is a game that exists. <laughs> it definitely is there. Um, if you're thinking about playing it, don't pay for it. Don't pay the monthly. Don't. I wouldn't pay more than 10 bucks for the game. It's If you really love Fallout, it's, it's worth it. And, and if you have a friend, it's more worth it. Um, the the one thing they do right, and we can talk about this a little bit, is Fallout, when it comes to, like, its creatures and stuff, will sometimes take from the area, like, the things that are famous there, like the lore or stuff like that, and I think they do it the best in 76, which, are you familiar with Mothman? Mothman? Like, from Godzilla? No, that's Mothra. Or Mothra. Oh, sorry. And uh, Mon Moth- Mothra is from Star Wars. But no, just Mothman. Uh, okay, I, f- I feel like I've heard the name. Uh, let me check. Uh, Moth- oh, is that, sorry, that, that's from Fallout, right? Yeah, that's he's like in the, Fallout, the, 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 but the, uh, the cultural like the relevance of Mothman in the United States. Oh, which I know no. you being a Canadian boy. Uh, so 
the game is set West Virginia. Right. And they all the creatures in 76 are uh, based off of either prehistoric creatures that lived in um that and and West Virginia during that time or off of folklore or legends or whatever or uh whatever you want to call them. Crypto crypto cryptid cryptids, cryptids yeah. Um Mothman is from I think the sixties and seventies where a bunch of te- drunken teenagers claimed to saw a Mothman and one of them allegedly got taken by him or something like that. Um okay. yeah, just a giant like eight foot moth that's body is like a man and they have a statue of him uh in like they they basically the town based their whole uh tourism around him wow and uh you know i'm gonna send you a picture while we're talking about it but they have that and so there's different forms of the mothmen you can meet in the game there's like a really peaceful one that you can like dance with there's an aggressive one there's um one like kind of like mothra from godzilla type one uh, they also have so I guess in prehistoric times there were giant sloths that lived in the United States, more specifically around West Virginia. In okay. Fallout seventy six, there's giant mutated sloths you can fight, which is incredible. Um, they also yeah, just like little touches like that are what I really enjoy about Fallout. How they incorporated the the lore and the culture of the actual area into the game. I'm See, I didn't to... know that was like a real thing. I thought that yeah. was like <laughs> I thought that was like a just just a Fallout thing. Um, oh crap! I typed. Uh, yeah, no, that they everything for them that aren't like creatures that were already from Fallout um, that are in that I think are pretty much based off of West Virginia folklore. Hell yeah, that's super cool. Yeah, and I'm trying to think. I'm blanking off the top of my head um, right now, but. Um, I'm sure the other games do at least with the story. Maybe not with the creatures necessarily, um, but the other games do that as well, right? Or am I am I making that up? I feel like they do. Um, probably. I've never really looked into that lore, but I'm now thinking about it because there's like there's like a monster in Fallout Three's DLC, uh, or is it Fallout Four? One one of the DLC, like one of the towns you go to, you fight like a big monster, which probably is also based on. Real world lore. Um, was it the first Fallout Four DLC? Fallout Four DLC. Uh, uh, so while you're looking that up, uh, if I want the audience to have a, a live reaction of this for you, I sent you the statue pictures of the statue of Mothman in West Virginia in the town. Okay. Um, and then cool. they also why they gave him such a fat dumper. I don't understand, <laughs> but you see that, yeah, <laughs> that that is legit too. Like uh, a oh, friend of mine just uh, went and did like the Fallout little like mini tour thing. Uh, it's not an official thing, but she like made it herself. Like they went and saw all the stuff that's in '76, um, the pumpkin house in '76 too. There's a house that is just like all these different pumpkin carvings. That's actually a real house that somebody does do that for in West Virginia. Like, it's just, it's neat. They did a good job with that part of it. Hell yeah. Um, actually, you know what? Here's a question for you. It's a little, um, they make a Fallout Canada. What are some of the creatures that you are going to petition um, to have in there Ooh, to represent well, Canada? Well, probably the Wendigo is probably the one that comes to mind immediately. 
Is that the one that eats people's uh, skin? Um, I mean, there's a bunch of different folklore around it. I don't know if it's just skin eating, but it's like a, it's like a, I guess when people talk about skinwalkers, I think that's kind of what what some people point to. Um, uh, I don't know too much about the folklore around it, uh, but I know that's one that's I think pretty pretty Canada based. Um, at, at least there's also like the. Uh, the Sasquatch, which I believe is also is like Canada's version of Bigfoot, uh, but that's pretty pretty similar to Bigfoot as far as I understand. Um, and we also have uh, what's it called, the Ogopogo, which the I think Ogopogo. is like Ogopogo, which I think is like Canada's version of the Loch Ness monster. Oh, I see. Um, I feel I've heard that like that name for Ogopogo, but I did not know what it was. Yeah, so it's, I think very similar to to the Loch Ness monster. Uh, so we, any one of those three, I think, would make would make some cool uh, Fallout Canada lore, and and or enemies, <laughs> and, and or boss boss enemies. You're so I uh, I just like typed in Canadian folklore, and um, your guys's Wendigo it's pretty fucking terrifying. Yeah, dude. Um, it, yeah, it is it. Exists solely to consume human flesh. <laughs> there you go. And it, it, um, I wonder, I don't know how much you know of, uh, Native American folklore. I wonder if it's based off, because I know in North America, too, the Wendigo, and this one has it as, like, they can mimic human voices to kind of, like, get you to, mm-hmm. like, follow them in the woods, and that's when they get you. Yeah. Well, yeah, if and, you've, uh, sorry, go ahead. No, you, you're good. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, well, if you've played and/or watched uh, Until Dawn, I believe that is based on the Wendigo as well. That monster. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. Wendigo, honestly, like of ones that, at least the United States, like there's so many claims that Wendigos exist in within national parks because of all the like mm-hmm. weird shit that happens in national parks. Um, I do have a guy I went to college with who does work in one. I should ask, but. Of ones I feel like could be real, I think the Wendigo is higher up there for me, just because sure. of like it's got pretty consistent lore through many countries. I feel like. Hmm. Uh, there's a poem for your Og- uh, Ogopogo one too. His mother was an earwig. His father was a whale. A little bit of a head and a and hardly any tail. And Ogopogo was his name. <laughs> Oh, there's like a whole poem. <laughs> yeah, cool. just yeah, just oh, I mean, like six, almost like a haiku, but still. Oh, yeah. Canadian, <laughs> I I actually want a I want a I want a Canadian Fallout. Like you guys got some legit uh, cryptids. Yeah, I mean, I was gonna say it would be too like barren, but I guess if they did like a literal desert, <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure they could figure it out. Yeah, you can't get it worse than that. There's also one uh, <laughs> one of yours is called the Slay, and it's just a flock of bunch of pissed off birds. Oh, I don't think I've heard of that one. The Slay are a flock of blackbirds that are said to carry away human beings. Hmm. Like, that's not that scary, really. <laughs> like, I don't know <laughs> the birds. I, I'm not. I, I always thought that was weird that people were were terrified. Like that was an Alfred Hitchcock movie. Also, fairies oh, yeah. for you guys. They have, uh, one of the top ones is fairies. Huh. Yeah. I know that was more of like a European thing where they thought fairies yeah. would replace you. <laughs> it's fucking weird. Yeah, no, that... Um, so, 
with that all being said, too, how how much did you play a four? Uh, I mean, I want to say quite a bit, but that's uh-huh. obviously relative, relatively to me. Uh, I went back and checked my save file not too long ago, actually, and I think it was like 50-ish hours total. Nice. Yeah, so that's including... Uh, I never really got it because like, I played it on uh, Xbox One, the original one, so I, it, they did have mod support. I didn't really dive into it too much because it was, didn't run super well back in right. the day. Um, so that's mostly just uh, main story plus plus the DLC. And I haven't finished the Nuka-Cola World DLC yet. I started it, never got around to finishing it, so probably have a couple hours to go to, to round things out there. I do like... I did I didn't think the, all the DLC is solid in that game. None of it was bad. Um, I really liked Far Harbor. Um, that was really good. That was really good. Yeah. Uh, that was... A, like the, the story was really cool with that one. I mean, there was the one that was kind of... The, what was it, the Automaton one or whatever it was called? Automatron. Uh, that one was kind of short-lived. Um, Is that the one with, like, the murder mystery dinner thing? Uh, I don't remember with the robots that and one. the brains. I think that was just a vault, wasn't it? It was just... Well, that wasn't a vault. They were all, like, in, like, a house and, like... It was, like, a southern murder mystery, like, but within a quest. I couldn't remember if that was DLC I or not. I think it was one of the vaults where the robots like took over, or like the the, the people's brains were put in the robots and to, yeah, like, to yeah, live out the rest of their I lives. Think it was yeah, a vault, then. I think it was a vault because they had like they had like their own beach and stuff. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was like a one of the. I want to say it was one of the vaults. Yeah, and then um, the guy who they said uh, spoilers again for an old game, but the guy who they thought was dead was actually one the, the investigator or something the whole time or something like that. It was weird. Yeah, I'm just checking the. The wiki here. I don't remember. There's a lot to read here, but I, I want to say it was just a vault. Maybe it was a vault in one of the DLC. I don't. I don't remember. But uh, yeah, Far Harbor was really cool. Um, I'm trying. Sorry, it's been a while since I played these. Was that the one where there's like the dome and you find like like the other uh, the other robot fella who's like the leader? Was that that DLC? I think so. Yeah, you, yeah, you have together. to go with Valentine. Yeah, okay, I think it's that one. Oh, yeah, and the Children of Adam. Yeah, that was a really good DLC. Far Harbor was, was cool. There's like the yeah the Children of Adam that are like worshiping radiation and stuff. That was cool. And they're they're pretty consistent through I think all three of the the new games too. The Children of the Adam. Yeah. Because there are a megaton there. The group worshiping the bomb in there. Right. Right. Um, did you, so like, what I. Side quests I had talked about earlier for four were my favorite, um, and then that combined with the companions. Um, mm-hmm. Now, when it came to romance, I used to always do, go Piper. Um, I liked that she was in your face and <laughs> like you know fighting the power, even though like it, she could kill at any moment. I always thought that was pretty badass. Like, you know. She had nowhere else to go, but she was still willing to do what was right. And, you know, like, we live in an age where mm-hmm. we're fighting misinformation hardcore. So that resonates more now. And also she's brunette, so that, for me, is a big deal. But <laughs> there you go. Um, Nick Valentine might be one of the most interesting characters, I think, in any Fallout game. Did you do, like, any of his side stuff and, like, run with him for a while? I think for a little bit. I think I did his quest, um, but I, I don't. He wasn't one of my keepers. So I I I was I liked him because I, I just liked his voice acting, mm-hmm. but um, 
what I am a huge fan of the Mysterious Stranger perk. Okay. And he freaks out when the Mysterious Stranger pops up. Really? I haven't, I haven't yes. seen that. So it's really cool. He's been trying to, like, essentially catch the Mysterious Stranger forever. So mm-hmm. anytime the, the Mysterious Stranger pops up, you know, does his thing and fucks off, Nick will be like, there he was again, grab him or whatever, and, like, you never get him. And <laughs> it was so, like, just, it was such a small thing, but the fact, like, because it, it makes the Mysterious Stranger feel real. Because, like, in all the other right. games, I, I got him in 3 because the combat was really rough in 3. And, you know, he would get you kills when you really fucking needed it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, that on top of Nick struggling to know whether or not any of his memories were real and, like, going through and trying to discover that was really, really, one, fucking heavy. Mm-hmm. But, two, was some of the best character, like, insight and growth <clears throat> that I think I've seen in any, any game I've played. For sure. Uh, I guess that whole topic of, um, which I guess is kind of becoming kind of overused now, is like the whole, like, uh, I guess, humanization of robots, like, like what make what makes a human a human? Like, if a robot has emotion, memory, and all that stuff, like, what makes it different or whatnot? Definitely a heavy topic, like you said. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was really cool to see with with that. I guess in the game overall, but especially with with uh, Nick Valentine. I, I I don't mind it as much in this game because it's it's like a sight. Well, I guess no, that's wrong. I'm an idiot. The whole game is based off of sense and whether or not they should exist, <laughs> and so never mind. But you know, I still think it works for the game. I like like yeah. running into people that look exactly the same out in the woods, and you have to try to figure out which one's a synth, the which one's not. Yeah. Um, I, I think one of the weaker parts is like the three groups that you have to kind of you kind of side with all are extreme in one way. Sure. There's not like a middle ground. Like the, I believe the is the railroad. Yeah. Like they're all like, no, we have to save them all. The Brotherhood's just you know racist because that's what they do. <laughs> and then the the institute is just like. Yeah, fuck everyone else, but our the shit we're trying to do and science, baby. So like, it didn't feel like you could try to do a little bit of everything. Like, there are some synths that were just bad and attacked people, and you have to put them down. But you can't do that if you're near the railroad. And I, Brotherhood right. had cool sh- like cool equipment and stuff, but I don't want to be a space racist or a sky racist <laughs> or whatever because they have the big a limb. spacist. Uh, no, I was thinking space. I, 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 so I've been binging uh, fall or Mass Effect um, videos lately because I'm getting okay. ready to play through those again. And nice. have you played Mass Effect at all? Uh, I just finished the first one a couple months ago, actually. Yeah. So you know Ashley. Uh, she's the female on? you start with, basically. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She's a space racist because she's like, um, her family fought in the first contact war, so she hates all your crewmates that aren't human in that game if you right. decide to let her live. So uh, within the Mass Effect community, she's just called Space Racist, and that's why I accidentally <laughs> used that term instead. Um, oh, man, we should talk Mass Effect sometime. You you should play, like, you're you're about to go on a fucking journey, man, because 2 is incredible, and 3, for the most part, is pretty incredible. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Yeah, I feel like, I feel, you... even after playing the first one, I feel like I hardly understand anything, so I, I definitely have to 
to dive into the series a bit more. Do you have the OG games or the the Ultimate Edition thing that came? Uh, out? I was I was playing the Ultimate Edition on Game Pass. I don't. Uh, let me check. That's the way to go. Here. That's the way to go okay. because you get okay. all the DLC mixed in there, and it uh, cool. at least for two and three, it tells a lot better story because you. It integrates the DLC into it in a way that makes sense, rather than like when we oh, did it. Okay. You already played through the game and then went back and did all that shit, which kind of took out of it a little bit. Gotcha. Did you keep? Did you? Ha- uh, did you make the right decision for Drax to live though? Oh, which one's Drax? Hang on, let me check. <laughs> the big cor- the big Corgan, big toad looking dude. Uh, I think so. I don't think I killed anyone. Well, there's a. There's a point where you have to like talk him down, or he gets killed because he. Tries oh, to kill like on the beach, he's like yeah. he's like having a fit, and the guy's like, he's like uh, the other guy, like, yeah. the the other alien was like, yo, talk him, talk some sense into him. Uh, yeah, I did, I did not kill him. Okay, good, because uh, the live and die and stuff matters drastically in the you know the the games, like, right? And he is one of the best characters in uh, two and three, so I just want to make sure. Now, when it comes to Ashley and the other guy, it doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> like, uh, I don't remember. I because like, yeah, you have to choose one to save, right? Uh, I don't it, yeah. remember who I saved because one has to set back and set the bomb. This is gonna right. sound super ra- uh, not racist. Sorry, this is gonna sound sexist, but I typically let Ashley live because you can romance her, and that was like okay. the only reason. <laughs> I was like, because it wouldn't let you. Um, that particular male one you cannot romance as if you play as a male shepherd. So I always I like to keep like... my romance options open. Nice. Like I feel like I uh, I feel like I did both because I think you get an achievement for saving both individually. Right. So I feel like I did go back and do both. I just don't remember who, like which one I stuck with like till the end of the game. But yeah, his backstory is a lot better than hers. But essentially they're interchangeable after the first game because they don't. Oh, okay. I, they don't really dive deep into it too much. Gotcha. God, I love those games. Um, they're so good. But, yeah. Oh, God, Fallout. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, I get sidetracked <laughs> real easy. Um, so which one was your first? Uh, Fallout 3 was my first. And how did it, like, how did it happen? Like, is it something you um, knew about? Like, I literally, I think I just bought it i don't remember having any hype for it or anything about it. i'm like oh this looks this the box art for three was cool i do remember that i was like oh, yeah oh maybe i'll grab uh, this I, this looks neat i didn't get it on release i think i got it like 2010 or 11 when i first started playing it uh and on my first try playing through it i don't think i got very far because it was pretty confusing for for younger me at the time it's hard to navigate um, especially three. yeah yeah, so I think the, the first time I played, I suffer really hard. Exactly, I think that's kind of where I stopped. Is like getting to, getting to Galaxy News Radio like the first time uh, around that area, and I was like, okay, I don't, I wasn't really vibing with it. But then I kind of, I think I revisited it a couple years ago. Like I think I remember playing through the whole game over one summer, like during summer break, uh, and I just Those like played the, the crap out of it. <laughs> yeah, I just like. I played it like yeah from beginning to end all the DLC in one summer and I yeah I just really 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 enjoyed it, um, but yeah so I, I guess my first time playing through it didn't go super well but then revisiting it playing it from scratch again I guess just overall having more time to kind of sit and enjoy and read and take in the the universe and stuff um, yeah it just made me get a get a whole new appreciation for it. How do you feel about the aliens in each game? 
Does that take you out of it all ever? It kind of. I remember being a lot more pissy about it when I was younger. I'm like, this is dumb. Aliens are stupid. But now I'm just like, <laughs> oh, that's kind of the charm of it. It's just one of those things. Yeah, uh, I thought it was cool in uh, in Fallout Three. The DLC was super cool. Um, uh, I don't remember. I don't remember much of the lore stuff, but I remember like, going through the the UFO and reading a bunch of the lore and how they would like test on humans and stuff. I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, I don't remember how much of a thing they had in Fallout New Vegas. And Fallout Four, like you find like a radio signal, right? And you 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 find like a crashed UFO. I think. Yeah, it's fucking cool. Okay, yeah, that was. I I feel like the the smaller kind of like little Easter eggs kind of work well or work better for the game, as opposed to like a full blown DLC. But I guess on the flip side, like having the DLC is cool. It just like kind of have it once and kind of build on the lore that way. Plus, you get some really cool weapons out of it. I believe in Fallout Three, they're some of the best. Like the 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 alien energy weapons, I believe, were some of the better ones you could get. The one in four is really good too, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I just remember like four. There was like one rifle you could like hit out that it would just like be super powerful, uh, and I remember just using it most of the game. But uh, yeah, the, the energy weapons you can get from the aliens are super good. I remember in four, I found that organically. It wasn't okay. like I was using a walkthrough or anything. The first sure. time I played through it, and that was really cool. I that like nice. made it really special for me because that's probably the best way to experience most things. I think in the game is like you're just like chilling, and all of a sudden you're like, whoa, what is this? What is this uh, UFO it, signal? Yes, and that's why I think four is so good. Like the other ones, you could, I, I three, I felt like you'd explore more, um, and find stuff than the New Vegas. New Vegas, like you had mentioned earlier, was much more linear. Um, they even like block you off with like a death claw valley, which I always thought was super lazy. Um, yeah, the, either the death claws or like the uh, what artillery? are they called? The sorry, they like the artillery barrage. Or is that the same area? Oh no! I was gonna say there's like the 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 venomous fly things. Like when they oh. bite you, you just you just infinitely lose health. And I remember like getting stuck in that area. I was like, why? Like this is impossible. How do I get through this? You get stung and you like, you just get poisoned or whatever. And you just like there's essentially no way out of it. Like you just you'll just die. Uh, but I guess that's their way of like telling you not to go that way. I suppressed that memory. I fucking hated those goddamn <laughs> things. I can't remember what they're called. Like yeah, it's rad something. I'm sure. Then, uh. Oh god, I lost my train of thought of four. Oh, no, uh, the exploring, right? That's what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, oh no, dude, I lost it. It's gone. <laughs> to remember what my point was. Uh, I guess you were talking about like how it was less, more to explore, less linear. Oh yeah, like that was like, and I still do it. Like just literally, just walking around and finding shit. And I think I found the the vault that you find the mole rat the little boy gets bitten you have to go get the mole rat cure and then you find the the second vault within it where they're like they talk about how they're experimenting on the other vault and like watch him mm-hmm. through it and then like you tell all these people they're like holy fuck and they're they all freak out and then there's like that weird thing with that one guy hates his wife in that in that vault that they own that shop that was weird <laughs> um, i don't know if you remember that but i don't know if i do that's where you find the French robot too. Um, is in that one. She's in the second vault, like the observation vault. Oh, she, Curie, right? Curie, yes. And again, oh, sorry, we're the side quest. She eventually decides that she kind of feels um, like she should be human. Like she feels like she's mm-hmm. a human, which uh, I think is like as uh, you know. In a weird way, it's kind of like a um, trans allegory now looking back on it, which is pretty cool. But 
and then you can she you can go to those like weird pod things and get her a synth body and eventually you can romance her too through that which is that's a whole other weird can of worms like you kind of helped her become human and you're just like oh now i get this that was weird but like <laughs> that was really cool that like her whole journey from like just being a robot who's following orders to like I feel like I'm a human. I want to see what it's like to be human and her mm-hmm. getting that actual opportunity. That's why I love four. Yeah. There's a lot of those, like even like, yeah, that's a good moment. Or like, um, I guess on a similar note, like the paladin dance one where it's like, Oh, oh. crap. Spoiler alert. Uh, yeah, he's actually a synth. <laughs> and then it's like, uh, okay. No, no off the, now blow his brains out. And it's like, uh, I just spent the entire game. Like, having yeah. this guy on my side <laughs> uh so yeah it's very similar to the to the other one but uh yeah i thought that was another cool side quest with uh with paladin dance that was you're right and like oh man that one actually was heartbreaking too because he doesn't take it well because he's like really indoctrinated and the whole like brotherhood thing but he's not like he's not racist about it i feel like i think he literally thinks he is helping the 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 commonwealth become better Right? Kind of like, like accepts it. He's like, yeah. He's like, I know it must yeah. be done. Like, he doesn't really protest much. Yeah, he kind of is like, all right, I'm ready to die, and it's it's pretty fucked up. You don't have to kill him though, right? Like, he does. Does any like? There's an option just to let him go, like wander off and go. Like, uh, you normally can't without like angering. Um, uh, what's his name? The main the main dude, the big the big brotherhood guy. But I think like near the area, you can find a bunch of the the mentats or whatever they're called. So you can like increase your intelligence quite a bit and i feel like they put them there on purpose for yeah. this for the strict purpose like you, you 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 can boost your intelligence and i think you can that way convince uh what what's his name to to kind of let him go or let him live at least and he's like you, you kind of convinced is like you're like yeah this guy's not hurting anyone like just let him live in this bunker or whatever um and then he he lets you lets you let him live kind of thing that yeah i'm glad you brought that one up that one is really really good and I, I didn't realize it too, but a lot of people brought brought up that he survived that like rocket blasting off that when you do that first mission with him, and he's basically unscathed. And I always chalked that up to oh yeah, companions just live. But everyone's like, no, he's a synth. See, they know that like that would have killed him if he was human. So yeah, I always thought that was kind of a, if, even if unintentional, kind of a cool little detail for it. Mm-hmm. Was, what a good call! What a good call on that one. <laughs> and yeah, just. Well, you know, let's talk about the one biggest draw drawback from four is uh, once again we have another settlement that needs your help. Like, oh, the biggest yeah, bubble that in that got, game was the settlements. <laughs> that got old pretty quick. It was so bad. It was so bad. The idea was great, and like when you find the one with all the ghouls and you help them out, like that was kind of cool. But so many of them were just, like, these open areas or had, like, one or two, like, people farming fucking mutant tomatoes. <laughs> yeah. It was like it was pretty much just like a game of whack-a-mole at that point. It was like, oh, gotta go here. And then after a while, you're like, I don't really get rewarded for doing this, so I'm just not going to do it anymore. Yeah. Basically what I did, and, like, you have to have supply lines, and that's a pain in the ass to manage. And each place needs defense, and it needs food and water and beds and the if you put a recruiting break in and if you're playing the get trying to play the game too you forget about the recruiting break in and the place gets overcrowded and they get pissy because they don't have everything uh, it it could it was a really cool idea that they just did not do a great job on the execution yeah 
It, it, and like, I remember doing the keep doing those missions that would pop up to take the settlements, thinking that the eventually would end, and it just doesn't. It might actually end, but I don't remember ever getting through all of them. Does it end? I don't. I don't <laughs> think it does. Like, I think I think it'll just like recycle like ones you've liberated like x amount of hours ago or whatever. Oh, God. Yeah. So I, I, don't, I think it's just like a constant thing that just keeps on going, and yeah, it's just a way to get. Because uh, you you get like what a couple like you get maybe a hundred or two hundred caps or whatever every time you do it. Yeah, if that. <laughs> yeah, and after a while, it's just like you're just like yeah, this uh, this isn't worth my time. <laughs> God, that bums me out. Oh, this is a weird question. So, this is another. Re- uh, let's give it another little shout out for G Fuel. So, um, f- they did sell very briefly Nuka Cola bottles. At, like at least for in the U.S., it was Target. They sold them at Target. Oh and yeah, they were gone within minutes. People buying like pallets of them it was fucking ridiculous. It sucked. We couldn't get them. Like anybody who just wanted to own them because you love the game, you couldn't get them. Uh, yeah. Another reason I love the fact that Gville has a flavor. You can just make your own uh, Nuka Colas, which is pretty cool. <laughs> exactly. Um, do you like? Is there any merch that you've gone after? Because I do feel like Fallout oh, actually boy. has some pretty decent merch out there. Oh boy. Um. Uh, I mean, not a lot, but I I was one of the suckers that got the uh, Fallout seventy six limited edition. So uh, did you get the real bag? Yeah, I did actually. I did I did get nice. the, the compensation bag. Um, I went through that whole process. So really cool stuff. I just way way overpaid for the game. Um, and those but, those uh, packages so- went really really cheap. Like. A month later, too. Yeah, I remember, it. like, I think it was a year later, I saw it on Best Buy's website, like, the whole thing for, like, a third, probably, of what I paid for it. Um, so that was a whole ordeal. And I was actually really close to getting the um, Fallout rum or whatever it was, the Nuka-Cola Dark rum. Yeah. Good thing I didn't. Because that was, that was the whole whole other fiasco where it was just, like, rebottled, like, bottom shelf rum just packaged in a, in a standard bottle, which was then, like, enclosed in a Nuka-Cola shape. Um, which was super scummy, so I, I, I'm glad I dodged that bullet. I still but, probably would have uh, bought it if I would have known about it at the time, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. Um, but apart from that, uh, like, is I mean, yeah, I have the I have the big T51B power power armor helmet, but I don't really have too much like Fallout merch or clothing or anything like that. Uh, I really want a Pit Boy. There's some. Oh cool... yeah, the, the uh, that was Fallout Four Special Edition, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah, that was super cool. I didn't. I don't know why I didn't get that one. I think, uh, well, at the time I didn't have as much income as I do now, so I was like still in high. I think I was still in high school, or or near, or still college or whatever. So I didn't. I didn't have as much disposable income for it at the time. So I was like, ah, I'll just get the the regular game. But yeah, that was super cool. You like put your phone in it and stuff. Um, yeah, that would have been a nice novelty. And I think you could connect your phone to the game, right? May, I couldn't afford it either. I had three kids by that point in my life, so I couldn't, I right. couldn't afford it either. I, I've right, seen people... But... I don't know if that was, like, something you can do, if that's, like... So many people had modded those okay. to, like, do cool shit with. So I, I'm I'm not sure what was, like, standard and what is, like, what I've just seen people that sure. have modded it. Like, I don't, I don't know if my memory's not serving me right, but I want to say, like, you could get an app where you could, like, use your smartphone in the thing, like, and it would, like, connect to the game. I could be wrong. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was a cool little novelty. That would be fucking cool uh, if it was. Yeah. I mean, all the Fallout special editions were pretty cool. I know, well, New Vegas says you got, like, a deck and poker chips and stuff, so not as cool, I guess, but Fallout 3's was what? It was a, um, it was, like, a bobblehead and 
I can't remember, but, but I think Fallout 3's special edition was pretty cool too. Let's see. Fallout 3 special... Uh, All around, if you're a Fallout fan, buy, uh, buy the bobbleheads because they are fucking fantastic. Yeah. So collector's edition. Okay, maybe it was just the bobblehead. Bobblehead. Uh, but yeah, they've kind of historically had pretty cool special editions. Yeah, yeah, it does a nice little booklet. It looks like a like a formula one. Oh no, it's not even a real lunchbox. To be fair, that was <laughs> that was before the the those pre orders were like super super big. Holy crap! Sure. This one's going for three hundred dollars though. I'm not paying that. Yeah, much. I'm sure a lot of the stuff's definitely went up in price. Oh yeah, and the whole fucking retro market anyway, just being out crazy off the ass expensive. Yeah, thankfully it seems things are coming down a bit, but still, still inflated compared to what it was a couple years ago for sure man once my i used to buy used amiibos from like a local gamestop not gamestop mm -hmm. but a, a local gaming store sure and i used to be able to pull the get amiibos like any kind of amiibo i wanted for like eight bucks because they didn't really like check it and then once the covid hit and the market started going crazy they started actually checking what things were worth and i couldn't get good amiibos for cheap anymore it was oh, so sad yeah yeah um Trying to, no, no, no. It, it technically it did come with like a the a box, um, for the Fallout Three one. It did have like a Fallout Three lunch box kind of looking thing. Okay, just to buy that the whole collection. It all came in the lunch box, sealed oh, right yeah. now. If you want to buy it, the lowest you can get it is two hundred fifty dollars. Which honestly, sealed edition like that from over ten years ago. That's probably not the worst price in the world. Probably bucks. not. I mean, I if I, when you think about the, like, yeah. if you think about the game itself, it's probably only worth like five to ten bucks. You're really paying for the rest of it. But uh, yeah, I guess like I could see it going even higher, like in over time, just because it's so rare. Actually, I'm seeing it. Some of them people have as low as one fifty. So I wonder for if it's sealed still, or is that not sealed? Cracked, not sealed, not yeah. sealed. Okay, yeah. So I guess just having it sealed plays in a lot to it. But if it's not sealed, I guess yeah, you're paying essentially hundred forty dollars for the tin and. Uh, booklet or whatever which yeah if you really think about it, it's way too much but i just won't think about it because i want it <laughs> like <clears throat> um i don't know if you're familiar with the uh she does a lot of tiktok uh tunnel snakes fool um is what she goes by on tiktok and she i think i've had, heard the name but i don't know if i've seen anything she's been on this show actually um oh nice she's uh she's very very kind very knowledgeable um and she has her Steam Deck all, like, completely customized for Fallout. It's really oh, fucking yeah. neat. And, like, has um, through the buttons that looks like um, Vault Boy. It's real, And, oh, like, yeah. it's at the green, like, the greenish, <coughs> excuse me, thing. I don't, I don't have Steam Deck, but if I get one, I, I want to customize it like that because it's fucking cool. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um... So before we start wrapping up, um, where and what are some things you're hoping to get, whether it's gameplay, story, whatever, um, from what hopefully is the next Fallout game that comes out? Hopefully we get another one. I At this point, with the way video games are getting developed and how pricey they are, I'm, I'm terrified we won't get it. But I hope since it's Microsoft, they'll still pay the money to develop yeah. it. 
Um, yeah, I mean, for starters, I guess, like, a, <clears throat> a, a new unique area. They've been pretty good about it since the last couple of games. Like, it's always, like, uh, like it's, we went from, like, completely bombed out area to desert to, like, uh, Boston area to West Virginia. Uh, so all pretty relatively different biomes. So I hope they go to another one that's, again, pretty different. So, um, whether that's, like... Uh, well, actually, it'd be cool if it was not in America. Like, I've, I've heard, like, uh, I think there's, like, some mods where someone was going to make, like, Fallout London or something, Fallout UK. So, like, if it was set in, um, like, either Europe or Canada or even, in, like, in, in China, it would be cool to see, like, the other, other side of things of the the, the game's lore. Uh, I think it would be cool. Um, also... I mean, like, different time periods, I guess, they've kind of played with, like, closer to the war, further from the war. But I guess, like, closer closer to the war would be cool, uh, which I think they did in the earlier games. But, like, I think 3-4, New Vegas, and 76, they're all set later, right? Well, 76, I guess, is set, like, 100 years after yeah, yeah. It's... the bombs fall. So, like, maybe, like, 50 years or, or earlier, like, so it's, like, closer to when things first, like, popped off. I think that'd be cool. Um... I guess another thing would be, like, uh, as far as the soundtrack goes, to, to add new, like, classic music. That's one thing I didn't like about 4 is they reused a bunch of Fallout 3's soundtrack yep. as far as, like, licensed music went. They added, like, a few tracks, but I think for the most part it was just reuses. So I, I, it would be nice if they added, like, uh, a new a new set of oldies uh, for music to, to listen to. And then uh, the West Virginia song over and over and over. Well, that's 76. Never mind. Oh, did they add that? I mean, that, they have th- to. That's <laughs> in 76, yeah. It's, uh, oh, okay. It's the Johnny guitar of 76. So when uh, when I when 76 came out, I was working in a high school, and they had like a, a bluegrass band or whatever come in to play and like talk with the kids, and that song mm. was requested because everyone had, knew it from uh, Fallout 76. Oh. <laughs> Just, it was kind of actually cool to like see that it had like kind of brought that song up, but apparently that's the mm-hmm. song that everyone. Uh, I know you probably don't watch a, a lot of American football, but they played a game in Germany because um, okay. they they play games in Europe to try to you know get more people to watch. Right. And the, after the game, the entire German audience sang West that song, the West Virginia song. I'm like, that's just like the stereotypical like, oh, Americans probably know this song, so let's sing it at them. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny yeah i agree like i think i would like to see in canada um especially after reading the the um like the the lore and stuff of the monsters in canada i think there'd be a, there's a lot of cool potential there um i i so on, on its face i like the idea of china because they are the you know we don't know who dropped the bombs first in the fallout lore right like that's kind of a debated topic Right. The only problem is, I think, because of how insane China's government um, is with censorship. Yeah. And, like, controlling the narrative. Also, um, you know, they're Winnie the Pooh-looking motherfucking leader <laughs> and how pissy he gets. Uh, I, yeah. I'm, I would like to get my podcast banned in China. Like, go ahead and put it behind your firewall, you motherfuckers. Um, their government, anyway. <laughs> Power to the yeah. people. Yeah, I think it like on a, in theory like that is a really cool idea to see like like their perspective of how things went down. I just I don't know how it would 
actually happen in terms of like dealing with China getting pissed off. Yeah, I guess like I don't know how much of the their market share exists in China, but um, I guess most companies have to do at least some appeasement to them just to right. just to have products available to be to be sold there. I guess right. But you yeah, know, that, that, I, I think it would be so cool. Just I, I just don't think it could happen, unfortunately. Yeah, um, and I think Canada would probably still work to connect the whole military theme as well. You know, being an ally of the United States because the whole war is hell is how you start every game and all that. Yeah, well, it starts because like I know in Fallout Three, there's like the news article you see that like you, the U.S. Uh, like annexes Canada, takes over, which I think would be a cool like plot point to to kind of dive into. I want to play that game. Yeah, that's that's really I don't remember that actually. Do they do they yeah, dive more part. deep into that or is that just kind of like a... uh, they don't really maybe in some like piece like lore you have to find but like yeah one of the loading screens you see like a newspaper article it mentions that it that they take over canada and i think it's like they i think it's like after anchorage was getting uh invaded by the chinese like i don't know if canada like didn't want to like help support or or if the u.s just needed supplies and oil and stuff but yeah like they they pretty much like uh annex all of canada huh well i'm sorry yeah <laughs> <laughs> Even even if it was fictitious, I, I'm very sorry we did that. <laughs> it's all good. Um, man, I love Fallout. <laughs> just like we're about an hour in, so we should wrap up soon. But I could talk about like so much of each of these games, like for hours on before. There's one thing that popped in my head. I do want to cover real quick. Um, sure. So like. To be scared in a game, I think, is an interesting, like, for developers, that's got to be really fucking hard. Because what is scary is subjective, right? Like, what right. is scary to me is different than what's scary to you. Um, but I think something I've heard that's kind of universal that, like, really kind of spooked people was in Fallout 3, when you have to go into, like, that like alternate reality type world... It's oh, all black hell yeah. and white. It's one of my, yeah. One of the, like, one of those moments where I was playing, I'm like, holy shit, video games are cool. <laughs> like, wow. Like, well written. And it was terrifying. Like, I, I don't like going in caves in games or in real life because I don't like the idea of being trapped and I can't just leave. And the fact that you mm-hmm. couldn't just fucking leave that and you were essentially going to get fucking stabbed by that one antagonist, I forget their name. And having to figure a way out was so, so scary. And I think that for what I've seen for the, like, pretty even consensus of, from fans saying, yeah, that was fucking terrifying. How'd you feel about that one? Uh, I thought I thought that was one of the coolest parts in the game. I loved that, that yeah. section. Uh, yeah, I was like, I was like, man, I got to make a new save file for this because I want to revisit this later kind of thing. Uh, that was super cool. Uh, I love the part where it's like, okay, uh, well, there's, sorry, I guess not everyone did it, but there's like a secret, uh, thing you can do. There's like one house where if, if you interact with a bunch of objects in a certain order, uh, you bring up like essentially like a, a developer debug console inside the, inside the, uh, the virtual reality or whatever. And you can like simulate like a Chinese takeover thing where like the, the, the game essentially just spawns in a bunch of, uh, Chinese commandos and they essentially just wipe everyone in the uh in the area except for uh the doctor and he's at that point he's like man you like 
you ruined my game and I can't, and I can't leave. Thanks. And you, you just like get kicked out or whatever. Um, I, but yeah, it was one of the coolest parts. I think I thought I did not know that that was secret. I thought you had to do that. Uh, I don't No, You're, don't you're, you're I right. It's one of the secret ones. Yeah, you're right. I just, I remember finding those things. I'm like, well, obviously I have to do this because it's a thing. Yeah. I think I looked up the sequence. Uh, tranquility, tranquility lane is what that mission is called. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think normally you have to follow his orders to like kill the people he instructs you to kill or whatever, uh, to to amuse him. Um, I think I don't know if there's another one. Yeah, because like, yeah, you have to like I remember like one of the things is like oh like kill this person by like making their stove explode or whatever. Uh, so I think that's the normal way you have to do it, unless you figure out the the sequence to do the other exit. Yep, that's... which is I think the one that gives you positive karma. It's the only way to get positive karma in that section. Yes, I just I double checked. You're right. It is. Um, that's the only way to not murder everyone, like you just said. Mm-hmm. Um, I was I mean, like, they still forget... die, but <laughs> yeah, I figured they call you the the lone wonder in that game too. That's always kind of weird. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Oh god. Actually, sorry. I don't mean to to keep this going <laughs> longer. But one thing I'm glad that they got rid of by Fallout 4, and I really did hate about 3 and in and New Vegas. Um, I I really I, I get the idea behind it to make it feel like your actions matter, but um, I really did not ever like the karma system at all. No. No, even like back then and going back and playing it again, I I think it's a really cool idea. I just think it doesn't really matter enough sure to to the experience of the game if anything it kind of took me out of it sometimes okay um and that just might be a personal thing like i'm not saying they should have never have done it i just i don't know i feel like some some things were more morally gray and they can't be good or bad and then have them labeled that way was a little bit frustrating sure i guess like um yeah, in, in, like, 3 and 4, it doesn't really matter. I feel like it mostly matters in New Vegas, because then, like, if you piss off a certain group or whatever, they'll vilify you in their in their settle, settlement or whatever. Right. So I guess in that game, like, it, it matters a little bit more, because uh, certain factions will either love you or hate you. And then everyone just talks about the Legion online all the time. That's the only thing I really remember about that. <laughs> Was it C- it's Caesar's Legion, right, in that game? Yeah. 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 Fucking New Vegas, God. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I was glad it was gone. Like, I I would like to see it be more of, like, if they wanted to bring it back, make it more of a light version, rather it being so heavy as it was in the first two. Um, the Not Paragon, but the system they use in... Um, it's more prevalent as you go along, but we talked about Mass Effect, where you essentially do, like, the rogue or the heroic decision. Right. And, like, those prompts happen, but it's not that often and yeah it does affect some of the storylines but not in a massive massive way until you get to uh two two you can just it's mass effect 2 is such a unique game where like you go and complete like evil can literally get almost every character fucking oust because they don't like you it's it's interesting Mm -hmm. that's but that game's pretty unique but for most games you know, you don't really need a karma system that to be as prevalent because I think it just kind of yeah. takes away from the gameplay, at least personally. But um, sure. All right. Um, so 
Anything you want to plug before we go? Um, sure, actually. Um, not for myself. I do want to plug one of my pals that makes really cool Fallout videos if people want to watch more cool Fallout stuff. Yes. Uh, his channel is Wise Fish, one word. He makes awesome, not just Fallout videos, but he, he he's made a lot of Fallout lore videos. He made an awesome series, I guess. I think it's like three or four videos where he just kind of dives into each of the um, vaults and stuff. Uh, in addition to other follow lore. So if you're looking for more followed stuff, definitely check him out for for that stuff. Um, and for myself, as always, check out uh, Tetra Big Gaming at YouTube.com and use code Tetra at GFuel.com to save some money on some G Fuel. Awesome. Um, I want to check out those videos, by the way. I, I'm in a very Hell much yeah. a... After, especially after having this conversation, I got the juices flowing. I'm going to watch some <laughs> Fallout lore videos because it's, it's so... Bethesda does lore well. They, they really do. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited to watch those. Um, I will also probably be ordering more G Fuel soon. I'm down to my last orange ring canned. Um, oh. Yeah, no, seriously. <laughs> like, I I have three kids. I, I work. I need energy. And I don't like coffee. So G Fuel is the way to go. And I don't drink soda. There you go. So G Fuel is my perfect <laughs> alternative. Uh, promo code there Tetra you if you order it though. Always use the promo yes. code. Support my yes. boy over here. Save money. Yes, and support uh, one of one of my favorite creators. Like, uh, uh, if you haven't ever watched a Tetra Bit video, go watch them. They're they're all great. Um, I learn a lot from your videos too, especially like when you talk about how you do the things that you do in the videos. I I even forget the terminology off the top of my head, but. <laughs> <clears throat> they're great your live streams were awesome go check out his stuff uh for damage boost we have damage boost pod on twitter damage boost podcast on tiktok which i posted frequently so if you don't follow it's not in the world damage boost podcast on twitch though and we also have a patreon so hopefully we get to the point where i can get a, a new capture card i would love to start playing um switch games for stream instead of being stuck on pc uh so we get enough support there you can do that and uh i want to start like a mario monday or something um hell yeah first game i want to i want a 100 3d world right. Ooh. my first the first ever game i actually ever set and did the 100 for was 3d land on the ds so i really nice. want to do world next just to kind of keep it going that way um Tetra, again, thank you so much, man. I always appreciate it. Always a pleasure. All right, everybody. Be good people.